0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. We are not going to be talking about sports. This is fate. It is. Yep. We we've been. It's kismet. It's what my people call yep. kismet. We were talking about yep. doing a Beverly Hills Cop podcast, specifically focusing on the end of Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, yep. At some point, discussing Lieutenant Bogamill's story to explain why Axel was at Victor Maitland's house. If you don't know Beverly Hills Cop, everything we're going to talk about is a spoiler, and don't listen to this, because it's going to be worthless yeah. for you. Matt.
1: However, the movie is 33 <laughs> years old, so if you don't know, you should know, um, but it, yes, it was just on Stars. we found ourselves watching it at the same time, and so it was an emergency recording, let's talk Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Alright, so the premise of the conversation started with the idea that Axel Foley is at Victor Maitland's house when they try to rescue Jenny Summers. And Axel's already been ordered out of the city limits. Lieutenant Bogomil has ordered Billy to take him outside of the city. Instead, Billy lets Axel pick up Jenny at the art gallery. They go to the warehouse. They find the drugs. And that's where all hell breaks loose. Yes. Jenny's taken away at gunpoint in a limo. Axel appears like he's gonna die but it's far too elaborate of a scheme and billy comes in and saves the day and we're gonna get to billy rosewood and what a gamer he is in big uh, high (laughs) adrenaline situations but but then billy and axel hop in the car victor's already left with jenny but somehow they know that he's gonna take this uh, presumably eventual victim of murder back to his house with all of his henchmen so billy and axel Go flying through the streets of Beverly Hills. They get to Victor Maitland's house. Axel breaks in. He, Billy, and Taggart, who joins them, go try to find Jenny. And the problem with all of this is that Axel's a Detroit police officer. He has no business being there, he has no jurisdiction. Correct. So, so at the end of all of this, basically the entire Beverly Hills police force comes to Victor Maitland's house. Victor Maitland winds up shot. His main henchman winds up shot, played by Jonathan Banks, who's amazing, and many others are shot or arrested. The chief of the Beverly Hills Police, who's already mad at Axel Foley for ruining the buffet at the Harrow Club, comes in and demands that Rosewood uh, arrest Axel, who's bleeding from being shot by Victor Maitland. And, Matt, this is where it gets to the point that I had a problem with
1: Right. Right. Which, of course, in the in the course of watching the last 30 minutes, we've stumbled upon other issues. Let's let's start here and then we'll go back and analyze some things that you've said leading up to this.
0: So when Lieutenant Bogamil has to give his statement, he's trying to protect Axel because yes. Axel's just been ordered arrested. He shouldn't be there. There's a lot of dead bodies. There's a lot of questionable police work being uh, undertaken. Right. And in Bogomil's story, he says that Axel is there as part of a joint Detroit-Beverly Hills drug task force. He's present only as an observer. And that in the process of trying to rescue Jenny Summers, which is how they have probable cause to get into the building um, without a warrant, that many suspects were shot. He says, I I believe the quote is, we shot many suspects, including Mr. Maitland. Now, my issue, Matt... Is Axel supposed to be present only as an observer? But Axel, as we know from watching the tape, is the one who opens the gate sure. for the break in and then fires his gun multiple times, killing oh, yeah. multiple people.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Now, there's no way to cover up that Axel was involved. And this is how this whole discussion started a few days ago when you pointed out, hey, is there a flaw in this? And my first thought was, well, I need to go back and hear what Bogomil says. Does he say that? Because I remembered the line, Axel Foley present only as an observer. I do remember that line. Um, But then listening to it, he's very vague on who did what. Uh, One would think that at some point, Bogomil's going to have to give more specifics. He's going to have to be honest um, about who did what and who fired what and who shot who. But the story is fairly good. Uh, you know, again, the, the flaw in it somewhat is there's security camera footage all over Maitland's house. So somebody's going to get their hands on that, and they might be able to poke holes. But, you know, overall, it holds up fairly well. Well, and at first
0: blush, it it survives, and then it's backed up by Taggart, who we've learned has right. a impossible honest streak. The Supercop right. story is working, and he just lies and says it's not true.
1: He ruins it.
0: Yeah. Right. So... You know, I think Bogomil's story actually works out that it passes the superficial test, even though everyone knows he's lying. Axel says it. But I, think I it does. The chief knows. I think it does. Everyone knows. But, yes. But after watching the last 45 minutes together via text. Yes. I, I think my new main problem is you and I both have operated on the assumption that Victor Maitland's an evil genius.
1: Yeah. And I he makes d- a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, and, and and it's a it's a common thing in movies. Let's be honest; almost every movie with a with a bad guy criminal, you can point out, well, why would they have done it this way? And and as you pointed out in our text discussions, it's parody of other movies, uh, most famously probably Austin Powers, uh, where they where they make fun of you know how you know you put these overly elaborate plans with easily escapable situations for the good guys to get out of, and and this movie falls in that line because. Uh, and, and this is something, honestly, in all the times I've watched it, I've never thought about. But why exactly does he take Jenny away from the warehouse? Why would he take Jenny back to his house? I mean, he 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 says to her, you should be more worried about what we're going to do to you. She knows what he's up to now. They're going back. So presumably he's got to have her killed, too. Yeah, why not just have her killed at the same time as Axel doesn't make any sense.
0: I completely agree. So I want to break this into two parts. What happens to Axel and what happens to Jenny. So let's start with Jenny. Right. They have a gun on Axel because they assume that Jenny's not going to run away, which she doesn't. Uh, And he takes her out. He puts her in the limo. She gives Billy a look. But she knows Billy's there. There's no scream for help. There's no... You know, it's just this nervous look, which makes Billy make a nervous face and then not get out of the car yet. Right. Um, So I, I don't know... You know, other than screaming, I'm not sure what else she could do. She does totally avenge, you know, herself by elbowing Victor when she's got a gun to her head and yep. guns pointed at her to escape to allow Victor to be killed later. But yep. but this was not a high Jenny Summers note. But but here's a broader problem. And this goes back to the bad henchmen and the and the failure to yes. p- surround yourself with good people. Yep. If you're gonna kill Axel Foley. Why do you need to keep punching him and softening him up? You have guns. Exactly, you all yeah. have guns. It just makes no sense. You know how we know yeah. that the main guy who's there has a gun It's because when Billy shows up, he pulls the gun on Billy. Who he pulls
1: it out and shoots him. Yeah, yeah, shoots it at him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, why would why would Victor, who held himself up as a legit businessman in the community, were to believe that prior to Axel Foley's arrival? Nobody had any suspicions that Victor was up to no good. He, you know, he was an art dealer. Uh, you know, he was dining at fancy clubs. Uh, you know, I mean, Taggart was, even says,
0: why would we believe act. you? Taggart says, why, right. why would we believe you over Victor right. Maitland I mean, an important was, local business? He was
1: business. pulling this off very well. And, and uh, you know, of course, as in a lot of crime movies, it's the one rogue cop who figures it all out and brings the other cops, you know, in. And they realize, wow, we missed this. And, this movie again falls in that line. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was pulling this act off, and then he really got sloppy when Axel started to push his buttons. What I mean, why bring a potential victim back to your house? This doesn't make any sense. Why not just leave them both in the warehouse, have your hitmen take them some, you know, isolated location? You probably don't even want to give away your warehouse, really, if I'm thinking about it. But certainly in that case, you know, oh, you random act, whatever. You're not involved. You're not there. Your hands are clean. Yeah. You're You're devastated.
0: You're devastated and you're happy to help the police. And no, you didn't know that the the entire time. Yeah. You didn't know the security camera was broken. You know, that's not your fault. Right.
1: Um, Right. So uh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Like, I mean, it's, it's not like he had elaborate plans on, you know, he's going to hold Jenny hostage. I I don't think, I mean, you know, I think we're, we're pretty much safe to assume that the plan was to, was to have her killed as well as Axel. Um, so why take her away? And then certainly the hitman didn't do a very good job of giving Billy Rosewood time to get in there and blow up the situation. Uh, I mean, just do your job, and, and you know Billy's way too late.
0: Now let let's talk about giving Victor the benefit of the doubt here. Um, for, you know, I think like let's say he's keeping Jenny as a potential hostage only until he can escape, and I think this goes more to you know what I was texting with you about that Victor Maitland. Is a long-term, big-picture strategy genius, but sure. but not a solid in-game, in-moment tactician. I, I'd like sure. to think he's a bit John Calipari-esque. Um, <laughs> he's got the long-term plan. He surrounds himself with talent, and he's got all of the avenues covered. But in the moment, it's not always perfect because he just trusts the people. Or, him. Yeah, you know, he yeah. trusts the people around yeah. him. He trusted his henchmen to kill Axel. They couldn't do it. He they didn't do know. It. He trusted his security guards to protect him at his house. They didn't do it, so you know. But you know, the long-term strategy might have been keep Jenny, get to somewhere safe, out of the country or a safe house. uh, Because I assume he's got money stashed away. You know, he didn't seem to mind that they were blowing holes through his house in Beverly Hills and ruining his art.
1: There was was clearly no going back to his previous situation because there were going to be dead bodies all over his house. Uh, enough people had suspicions about him now. So you're right. He he presumably had to have a plan to, you know, get away and, and you know, some offshore accounts or something like that because uh, it wasn't like he was going to be able to clear all this up and go back to being legit businessman, art dealer, Victor Maitland in Beverly Hills.
0: I want to talk now about the unsung MVP of the police force, Billy Rosewood. Right. All right. He gets... Sort of portrayed by Taggart as kind of dopey, and by Axel as very innocent. But right. Axel's being held in the warehouse. One shot, he takes out the only security, the only uh, hitman with a gun. Yeah. Then, yeah. then we get to Victor's house, and Taggart's pinned down. Axel's pinned down. And what does Billy do? One shot, he takes out the sniper.
1: One shot. Yeah, the, the sniper who. Really wasn't very good. And then there were other snipers who weren't very good. And that's another mistake by Victor Maitland. He did not uh, surround himself with expert marksmen uh, because, boy, they fired dozens of bullets in the directions of Axel, Taggart and Rosewood and none of them hit. The only hit is Victor hitting Foley in the shoulder when he's really got him at point blank range. So he should have done a better job of that, too.
0: Yeah, but that's not his job. I mean, right. I, uh, I blame Victor guys. because he's got this huge property. Where is his firing range? Where is the training exactly. ground for these guys?
1: Exactly. They did not do very well. I mean, this this was classic, you know, bad guys shooting dozens of bullets. A good guy somehow escape, And I don't think it really works that way in real life. But, you know, fortunately for us in Hollywood, it usually does.
0: So I, I think we've addressed some of the critical points of this movie. Um, I, I did have, and you called me out properly. It was a crazy thought, um, (laughs) that when, before they go to the warehouse, Axel and Jenny and Billy are talking very loudly about how they think Victor's a criminal and how they need to get to the warehouse. And Jenny's like, I'm not going to argue with you. We'll argue on the way. And all this is happening right in front of surge. And Then they get to the warehouse, and immediately Victor's goons are there like two cars worth of Victor goons. Uh, you know? it's,
1: it's a fair point, and, and I, I can't totally disagree except to say that I believe Serge is above reproach. Serge is just – he's a great guy. He's a great human. He likes to make espressos with lemon twists, and I don't believe he would do that to his friend Jenny and his newfound friends Axel and Billy. But is it possible? It's possible.
0: I mean maybe when he said don't be stupid to Billy, it wasn't don't be stupid, of course, a lemon twist would maybe. be no bother. It's don't maybe. be stupid, Victor's much better than you.
1: Yeah, you yeah. Know. I mean it is possible that he made a phone call after they left uh, to, to Victor and said, hey, maybe you, know, you need to be prepared. Maybe Serge was much smarter than, than we thought. Uh, it, it is certainly possible. I don't want to think that way. I want to think Serge is a good guy. And just to, you know, he was just doing his best, trying to make everybody's day a little bit better. Uh, and, and Maitland was just prepared uh, because, again, he had to know, OK, we're on the, you know, I got this cop. He's on my back. He's showing up everywhere. I don't want him to show up. I better be prepared for him to show up at my warehouse full of drugs. And sure enough, he did.
0: All I'm saying is if the plot line of Beverly Hills Cop 4 is that Surge has filled the vacuum left <laughs> by Victor Maitland, <laughs> And is the drug kingpin of the greater Los yeah. Angeles area, as well as an addicted caffeine fiend, right? Um, right. Due to his love of espresso, I th- then you're
1: gonna be right.
0: Then I'm gonna feel very vindicated that I noticed yeah. that, and I would think that they that the writers and directors did an excellent job of leaving that breadcrumb for 33 years. No one paid attention exactly. to it. I've exactly. seen this movie yeah. dozens of times, and now I I was on hyper vigilant
1: plot yeah. twist
0: plot hole watching.
1: Yeah, this is, this is always what happens. We watch a movie over and over. It goes to calls to mind our Remember the Titans podcast we did about a year ago, I believe, um, or whenever we did it. And, you know, look, we love the movie. I think that must be stated. Uh, the reason we're talking about it and the reason we're noticing all this is that we've each watched it dozens of times. And we never get tired of it. And you start to find the plot holes um but you know it's it's uh that's just what happens when you love something you find its flaws you're okay with it cuz it's awesome but you do notice the little flaws
0: i mean i think it's what lets you know you love it for real yeah. is that you see its that flaws you, keep you, watching. you accept it for its flaws and yes. you keep yes. coming back and then you begin to appreciate it for its flaws i i've heard wedding toasts that sound like that i'm pretty sure that that's right. the speech from goodwill hunting that Sean yes. gives Will, um, you know, it's just something to keep yeah. in mind that maybe we love this movie more than most people because we right, see this. Right,
1: right. I agree. It's a great one. I mean, I will admit to about an hour and a half ago going through the channels, it was a little after five my time, and I saw Beverly Hills Cop had just started, and I turned it on when uh, Axel comes home to find Mikey Tandino has broken into his house and is, you know, eating his food with his fridge open, and I thought... I've got my entertainment for the next hour and a half. And by God, it lived up to the billing, as it always does.
0: I mean, it's a great movie. It's it's in the pantheon of comedies. It's, it is. It's probably it is. the high it's,
1: note it's, of
0: uh, police buddy comedy.
1: Yes. Yeah, spawned a, you know, so many imitators. I mean, it's a little bit of an animal house type of movie and that you can find so many movies since that kind of follow the same general type of storyline. Uh, you know, as we talked about, the rogue cop who, you know, goes up against the conventions of of you know the the stuffed shirt police department, uh, the buddy comedy, you know, crime comedy. I mean so many movies have, you know, spawned from this type of movie. And it's a great one. It's to me, it's the high point of Eddie Murphy's career. And he had some very good movies, but this is like if you if you needed to show somebody one movie to say why is Eddie Murphy good, it'd be this movie.
0: Absolutely. 100% agreed. So, you know, have a good 4th of July. I hope yes. you enjoyed this. If you didn't if you didn't care about the movie or you hadn't thought about it at a deep, you know, real critique level of the yeah. plot of this movie, I hope this gave you something to think about. Go rewatch it. It stands up to the test of time.
1: That's what I was going to say. Much like when we talked about Animal House a couple weeks ago, watch it enjoy it it's a great movie it it does stand the test of time even though it's got flaws it's it's still good even though it's over 30 years old it's funny it's entertaining uh you know appreciate for what it is
0: so with that we're now really done until after the fourth of july yes but have a good holiday i hope you're taking uh monday off and get a nice long weekend for yourselves we'll be back next week until then he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast Though you wouldn't know it from this one.